Hello, my name is Tessa Tovar. I want to take some time to tell you a little bit about me, my approach to life, why I teach yoga, and what the purpose of this podcast is. As you can see, it's called Outside the Studio. And the reason I'm calling this podcast Outside the Studio is because I'd like to focus on a more holistic or a broader view of what yoga means to me, um, what my interpretation is of the history of yoga and how we can practice it today in our modern day and, and life. So how can we live our yoga daily, even if we don't own a yoga mat, or even if we have never stepped inside of a studio, or even if we don't own a pair of stretchy pants? Um, so my thought process around this is that I'd like to create an intimate setting where you can begin to feel connected with yourself, where I can feel connected with myself, where we can begin to foster a greater sense of purpose and also community and also to so that I can begin to really truly teach yoga um, and honor the ancient practice that it is beyond the physical so oftentimes today I feel like yoga is synonymous with the physical practice which is called asana in Sanskrit asana means posture or um, comfortable seat sometimes it's translated as that um, but it's really just a teeny tiny slice of what yoga is and what yoga can look like in your life so i want to create a space on this podcast and on this platform where we can explore conversations that might be challenging or taboo um, in a way that really explores yoga in all facets of its meaning and maybe you don't know what that means um, certainly I'll do my best to break that down um, as we go but it's it's an evolutionary process it's it's something that will take more than just um, this introduction to to explore so just quickly a little bit about myself I've been practicing yoga asana for almost two decades now my first encounter with yoga asana was in my college dorm with a classmate. She was doing this thing called yoga and asked me if I wanted to try it. And from that point on, I was basically hooked. So my actual physical asana practice began with the lineage of Bikram yoga in Ashland, Oregon. And I was actually thinking about teacher training way back then, but it just didn't work out for whatever reason so instead of going that route I decided to head into the corporate work world and I dabbled in industries varying from venture capital to law to high-tech startup scenes and then healthcare. Uh, fast forward to 2016 I completed my first 200 hour teacher training and then pretty fairly quickly after that started to peel my way back from working in the corporate world and um, just this spring I decided to put all of my eggs into this yoga business basket and make a go of it on my own and 
what I'm encountering so far as I dive into teaching yoga full-time um, are, are things like the cultural appropriation of yoga. So to me, that's like the sanitization of this ancient spiritual practice that dates back over 5,000 years. It seems to be stripped down to a version of yoga asana that it has really become popularized in the West as what you might see on a glossy magazine cover or your typical Instagram post about somebody who's super ultra bendy, um, wearing fancy yoga pants and making themselves contort into a pretzel. You know, certainly that can be an aspect of yoga, but it's not the goal of yoga. And when we look at yoga that way, it's it's pretty short-sighted in my opinion. So that's one topic that I'd like to explore further on this podcast. Second is um, this pressure that I put on myself to stay true to practice, to its deep spiritual roots and its philosophy. Kind of the irony that yoga about 5,000 years ago was only men were only allowed to, to practice this tradition, this path. So I kind of bump up against that as a woman um, in this day and age. You know, the saying, the yogic forefathers, it's, it's quite literal. And that, um, I, I have a lot of questions for me and myself about how do I stay true to the practice when this is a practice that was originally just intended for the male gender. What does that say about my role models? How does that show me my path forward? I and mean, certainly things have changed now. Women are um, predominantly practitioners of yoga, especially in this country. Um, so it's just interesting how that's evolved over the years. And then finally, the I mentioned this a little bit earlier, but the misunderstanding that yoga only happens in a studio setting on a mat, performing postures in an effort to become more flexible or achieve some extraordinary feet. Lotus or whatever it is. So, so those kinds of things. And and just to kind of wrap that up, what is my vision, my hope, and my aim to create a broader understanding of what it means to be a yogi and what it means to practice yoga? Do you need to do asana daily? No. Do you need to be able to touch your toes? No. Do you need to be able to stand on your hands? No. Will this practice make you levitate if you're doing it right? <laughs> Mm, not necessarily, although there are some accounts of levitation in the historic text, but I think you get the idea. So I love this quote from Bernie Clark. He puts it like this, yoga is not what you do, but how you do it. So how do you care for your loved ones? How do you care for yourself? Do you care for your planet, your environment, your neighbors, strangers? Can you broaden your lens to see the bigger picture? And can you begin to ask yourselves those deeper questions? What does this life mean? Why am I here? And what is my purpose? My goal is to spread the word about what yoga means on and off the mat, in particular, spreading the word outside of the studio. Thanks for tuning in and have a lovely day. Bye.